Blog Talk Radio. Yes, yes, y'all. You are now listening to the sound of the shofar blowing. The shofar is blown uh, to inspire the people to do their thing, and the shofar is blown to coordinate a king or a queen. And today the ram song, the shofar is being blown to call us to awaken the eagle, the divine planner within us. This is Faux Show Holistic Health on Blog Talk Radio, and I'm your host, Shofar, from Faux Show Energy Work. And today, my guest is Master Yao Morris. Um, he is one of the three masters I attribute to helping me come into my path with tantric, sensual energy work. And uh, I met this brother back in 2002 and definitely changed my life. Uh, he is the author of The Return, also Awakening the Master Feminine, and the owner of the Grand Trine International. So with that, I want to go ahead and bring on Master Yao. How you doing today? Oh, I'm doing real, real good. Thanks for having me on. Oh, no question. It's always an honor, man. Always an honor. Definitely, definitely. So definitely want to jump in this because we have a, a, another, each one of the, the four uh, energies that we've been, you know, going over. This is the third one. This is the eagle. And these are the masculine energies that are in nature. And so your book goes into what those energies are and how we as human beings, especially in this case the masculine, how, the, how we can tap into it. So first off, what is the, the eagle energy? It, it's, you know, when I talk about the eagle, the first thing that I usually say that it's the least glamorous of the four archetypes. But the warrior, okay. it's not. <laughs> when we talk about the warrior, it's not hard for people to imagine. They see a guy in armor and a sword, upon a horse charging into battle or whatever. When we talk about the hunter, you know, we see the alligator sliding through the water waiting for something to get too close, and he snaps up, and he's got his game, and he's eating. And these things are easy for us to envision, the hunter. We see a man with a bow and arrow. And the healer, everybody knows the smooth talker, the artist, the healer, the the shaman. Those archetypes are easy to um, envision. But the ego, when we talk about the alpha male, it's really the ego we're talking about more than anybody else. <laughs> because mm-hmm. in this world today and, and throughout time, it's the man who plans, who has knowledge and wisdom, who really succeeds. I often think of all the nerds, you know, that for so many years <laughs> lived uh, as, as second-class citizens, so to speak. And then, you know, mm-hmm. technology came on the scene. And that's an ego attribute, if you will. And they Mm -hmm. rule today. They are really determining Mm -hmm. what our daily life looks like. This little guy with glasses sitting in an office someplace, you know, planning what's going to be our reality. The ego Mm -hmm. is um, a man who looks forward in a lineal fashion without the distraction of illusion. He's, Mm -hmm. He's... looking three ways. He's looking at the present, he's looking ahead, and he's looking back at history. 
to determine what to see. It's like mm-hmm. when I was a teenager, I saw what was right in front of me, what re- what was what went with me, what was you know something that affected me directly. And later on, as I developed my ego better, I started thinking bigger. I started looking at the world as not just having me in it. I started looking mm-hmm. at things predicting what they're going to become so that I could react today and be ready for tomorrow. And the biggest difference between the man with his ego on and the man who doesn't have his ego developed is that he is looking for more than one person at a time, and he's looking at more than one time frame in terms of planning action. Wow. Wow. Okay. Man, that's that's some good stuff that's worth the pri- the pri- price of a mention right there you know i recently had saw uh uh this um this uh youtube video i, I recommend for anyone that's listening to this they probably be interested in this as well it's called how abundance will change the world that's the name of it if you put that in into youtube it'll come up and it shows uh the guy behind tesla you know elon musk and some other kind of brainiacs uh talking about how technology is changing the world in such a pace that eventually currency, that's right, money, our dependency on currency will have to go, go away because in, in, their, in these talks they go over this because it's one thing to take the job of the guy who, you know, uh, drives the Uber car or who, who dumps the chicken nuggets into the grease. That's expendable, right? But when you start taking the heart surgeon's job because you can now get a robot, you can get AI and artificial intelligence to do it, now you've got a societal problem. And so that's what this 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 uh this uh, YouTube video is talking about. But it reminds me of what you're talking about with the ego. Uh, so yeah, let, let's go even deeper into this. So in your book, you you point out some really interesting things. What is the role of the ego in the development of the child, his mate, and 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 his tribe? Well, you made a very important statement. Men today, who are you know young adults are looking at the world today and then trying to decide what to do. They are reacting. Mm. So you talk about robots taking the place of heart surgery. Then if that's going to be the actual scenario 10 years from now, then I would plan to be a robot mechanic or a robot planner, you mm. see, and not try to be a heart surgeon and mm. try to figure out how am I going to make more money than that than a heart surgeon will. But I'm telling mm. you today, our ego is looking ahead, and here's what I see. Mm. I see in, uh, that technology is going to run into some problems, and those problems are political because too many people are losing jobs. Uh, right, right now, we're looking at a retail apocalypse in 2019, 2020, and we're mm. looking at a vacuum of leadership in the political arena when this current president's term is over, who is going to come and what's going to be their agenda? I see that the, the technological uh, pace that we're on cannot be sustained. So I'm, I, I fully believe that 50 years from now, we're going to see sailing ships again. Because, you know, at some point in time, fuel becomes too expensive and too hard to get politically that mm-hmm. you're going to have to go back to more sustainable ways of transportation. Mm-hmm. I see uh, 
a situation where people say we can't build any more roads. We can't maintain the ones we got. Therefore, we need to start living close to where we work. We need to start having food close to where we eat. We need to start eliminating the need to move from one place to the other. There's a job there. Plan for it now. Mm. And so if, you, if, you, if the man is talking to his kids, that is the kind of conversation he needs to have. He needs to say, he needs to look and see, not just the fact that other people are making plans that affect you, but looking at the limitations and seeing realistically what is going to happen. I don't believe that we're going to see a continuation of robots and, and all of these things taking over jobs. Why? Because somebody's got to buy stuff. Mm. <laughs> right, right. And right, so right. either they're going to give it out for free, <laughs> which right. I don't think that's going to happen. My ego doesn't right. see that. Or somebody's got to buy stuff, and if they don't have people buying stuff, the nation becomes vulnerable to external influence. And that's that's not a good thing. So what is going to be the solution to that, realistically? And that mm-hmm. solution is going to be a political solution, not a technological solution. The ego mm. has to see that. So when all of these retail stores start to collapse, who steps into the vacuum? How many people are not going to be able, because of credit, credit issues, uh, geographical issues, demographical issues, to make purchases enough to sustain these large businesses. Mm. And if that's the case, what are the economic opportunities there? Who is going to rent all of this vacant space that's going to be left when these stores close? And is this sustainable? So my ego says all of these stores that they have built today are not sustainable. Therefore, there's going to come a time, and I talked about this in return, when there's going to be Mm -hmm. a vacuum where the demands Mm -hmm. of many of the consumers cannot be met because the consumer can't afford the product. Mm. And so if the product can be built at a less cost and it doesn't need to be transported as far and the cost of warehousing isn't the same as the, the current competition, an opportunity exists. At what point on the curve does it become expedient to lease or purchase these properties that are abandoned and develop them into a retail operation that can succeed? That is what the ego should be doing. Mm. Okay. Okay. Put that in your pipe and smoke it out there, family. All right. Uh, well, let me let me let's get. Let's get your ego totally out there because I know you got even more insights um, or worldviews than than you know than uh, than, than what you're sharing even there. So when I first met you and uh, Nichiyama, you both were talking about how tantra, you know, uh, is even a technology, if you will. Uh, so let's inject let's inject you know tantra into this this conversation. Because that's one of the ways that we actually bring the eagle or any of the other house of man, house of women, woman online. Let's interject that. And how does 
Tantra help us deal with the illusions that you talk about? Because we want to be able to see in a, a linear fashion, you know, the illusions and, and false belief systems so, so that we can have the ego online. So what, what role does Tantra play in your ego, ego projections? Well, let's look at this very clearly and not be distracted by the distractions. Sure. What do people have to do? They have to eat. They have mm-hmm. to live somewhere. Real estate. Farm. Mm-hmm. They need furniture. They have to have health. So Tantra heals. Mm-hmm. Right now, the largest growing industry in the world is medical. Mm-hmm. So there are a great amount of pressure for people to be sick. And there has never been a time when there's more information out here. And at the same time, there's never been a time when more people are becoming sick and dying at a younger age. Tantra can step in and heal that at a reduced cost below what the medical industry charges for prescription drugs and hospital stay, doctor visit. Mm. Therefore, mm. there's the opportunity to produce a product service that is competitive that will get the job done. It's not going to go away. Mm. In other words, if you develop your tantra skills to the uh, ability that you can heal, you have two obstacles. You have the legal obstacle of the medical industry and the FDA. But there are ways to get around that legally. Mm -hmm. And if that's the case, then you have the option of setting up a clinic, focusing on a particular group of illnesses, and going into business to heal them. Get your proper permits. Get your proper licenses. And figure out how to market that business, and there you go. You can use your tantric skills to make money. So mm. we have we have students now who can deal with diabetes, kidney issues. That I'm talking about people who are on dialysis. Mm-hmm. It's a fast growing scenario, but it's something mm. that can be dealt with without drugs, without the medical profession. High mm. blood pressure. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about a number of illnesses that are very common, and the procedure to cure them or heal them or at least mitigate them exists within Grand Trine and within other organizations so that with slight changes in diet and through the energy work, you can accomplish the remediation of symptoms. So that's just one scenario. What is something else that people are always going to do? Sex. And right now, most people are doing juvenile sex. They, you know, mm. they, they never evolve past the teenage uh, level of maturity in their sexual game. Juvenile uh, sex. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Yeah. Juvenile sex, you didn't say something, probably did. If they weren't listening, that would probably perk them up. So, so. Go into if, juvenile sex. Why, why, why are most of us uh, having juvenile sex? Because they don't know anything about Tantra and resist learning. 
So Ron Wills talks about this a lot in terms of, you know, how men need to get their game together. And it's not mm-hmm. really about competition with other men. It's about mm-hmm. the fact that female today has a certain sexual requirement. It's a requirement. It's not a wish. It's not a luxury. It's something that she needs, irrespective mm-hmm. of want. It's, it's, it's something that's necessary for her proper health, especially if she at some point in time intends to become pregnant and have a healthy uh, delivery. So there are probably 60 to 65% of the women who are not properly orgasmic falls on men who don't elevate their sexual game beyond the juvenile stage. You know, it's not, it's, it's several things. Number one, they don't, they don't make sex long enough. They don't mm. make sex tensely enough. And mm. they don't balance out the female's energy body so that uh, the sex has a healing aspect to it. Those three capacities, mm-hmm. Tantra teaches men how to alleviate that and gives them the ability to bring women to a proper sexual conclusion at least once per month. Mm-hmm. So you can take a lot of pressure off relationships if you can give your woman a happy ending. And by happy ending, I don't mean just a climax. <laughs> I mean where she's coming to a situation where all of her hormones have their proper cycle, the, the tension that she builds up is properly relieved, and she's able to balance out her reproductive system. So these are natural uh, requirements. They're not luxuries. All mm. women need that. And men right now who are in the juvenile stage can't satisfy that. Right, 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 right. And unfortunately, a lot of guys, uh, we just don't know what we don't know. And then, like you said, like I, and I've, I know you've seen it too, a lot of guys, uh, we can't humble ourselves. Like, in, in order to, like, when you first came over my house that time, uh, you know, you put up your board and you had the orgasmic, uh, the, 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 you know, starting from the heart chakra area and going down. And, you know, like, up to that point, I thought I had some pretty good sexual experiences. But I was like, okay, I don't know this part, <laughs> you know. And then the, the bar just kept getting raised and you introduced me to Nityama. And, like, uh, so I, I had to keep rethinking and humbling myself in order to go to a higher level. But I think there is a natural tendency for men, and it's not a bad thing necessarily, for us to question other men's intentions or to kind of have a guard up. That's that's probably one of the, the faculties of the, 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 the masculine energy, and there's nothing wrong with that, but it can be overstated. I totally agree. Uh, if your bar is set at the Nityama level, that's pretty hard to reach. <laughs> right. He, you know, he he kind of intimidates brothers. <laughs> you know, with some of the stuff that he does that just seems supernatural. And even mm. though it's possible to reach that, I try not to 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 put a put that level of um, I, I try not to put that level out there because it tends to men think. There's no way I can ever get there, and they just stop mm. trying. So I, I set the bar a little lower than that. <laughs> right. So that they think, okay, at least maybe there's a chance I can get there. 
mm-hmm. to get there. Now, so the eagle is looking at this and he's saying um, his worldview is big. So he's like mm-hmm. saying you don't know what you don't know. And, and, and basically, if you start Googling these things that we're talking about, Tantra, Mastiao, Grand Trine, Nityama, Chopar, uh, then something's going to come up that, that should tell you, okay, that's something you don't know that can be of value to you. And if your mm-hmm. ego is truly online, you're going to at least research it to see if this is going to help you in your planning of life. Mm. You know, in, 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 in the, the private session, in the private classes that we do, you know, we talk about a lot of things that, you know, that we don't share publicly. And mm. one of the things that we, that, that, that we talk about is the fact that most of the, the stuff that will make your life easier today, mm. you don't know exists. Mm. When mm-hmm. Tesla, his, his experiments and everything like that, you know, the portal of electricity did not exist. So, I mean, people knew about electricity 2,000 years ago. Mm. Many different scientists and thinkers and scholars around the world knew about electricity. But at the time, the, 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 the production of wire did not exist. The knowledge of metals and how to refine them did not exist at least on a worldwide scale. And there were many other things that were not in place, so they couldn't really do much with the whole electrical concept. What Tesla looked at was we have to change the event horizon. Mm. In other words, what's, what, what's, what happened is not that he invented electrical systems, but he changed the vocabulary of people. And he changed the uh, the world view of people to conceive that it was possible. Mm. So that fifty years after the world went through an event horizon, where it began to see electricity as a, a necessary part of life. That's the real miracle. That's an eagle function. Mm. So that mm. he said, how do we make these systems cost effective and available? on a large mass scale. So the first thing that they did was they approached the politicians about it. So I want you to I want you to go back now and, and just think about this thing in another way. Mm-hmm. Most of the things that separate us from paradise already exist, but we're not aware of them. It requires an event horizon to occur that changes so that after that event Everything that happened before is no longer the reality. There's a new reality now, and all other things in the reality have to shift to take that new reality into consideration. Mm. So when you, when you convince politicians that electricity is possible and beneficial, you have changed mm. the event horizon. Mm. It's like the atomic bomb. After the first atomic bomb was dropped and exploded and people knew about it, it changed the worldview of everybody. Everything else in the world shifted to take that into consideration that somebody can drop a bomb on you and you're gone. Mm. So what we don't understand is that if you look ahead and you say, well, what would happen if we convinced the politicians 
that we could produce energy from the sun in a liquid form that would power machines efficiently as oil did. So it mm. does exist because you mm-hmm. can look at any plant out here, look at any jungle, mm. and plants mm-hmm. are producing electrical energy in huge amounts, mm. mega amounts. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the science exists to convert that energy, chlorophyll energy, into liquid form where it is stable. So stop and think about that. When right. people talk wow. about the, the city of Atlantis that they say, you know, used to exist in the age before this age, they mm-hmm. said that things were powered by an endless source of energy. They didn't need oil, mm-hmm. they didn't need kind of stuff like that. And they say that this energy, the liquid, looked green. Mm. And so wow. my supposition is that they they came into the knowledge of how to make, you know, the green chlorophyll energy liquid. In other words, uh, in plants, plants liquefy it and distribute it throughout the plants. But why can't humans do it? in a process outside of a plant using the same technology and keep it in a liquid form. Now, so let's say, you know, the thing that separates that from being a reality is there is no event horizon that makes this appear as a possibility to the politicians who control the laws and who leverage the financial machinery. So in order for it to become a reality, you know, everybody would say, well, that's, all you got to do is come up with the science. No, that's not true. It requires the ego. You've got to plan and create a series of events that make this part of what people expect and part mm-hmm. of what they believe can be. Mm-hmm. Now, to give you an idea of how this works, they use comic books to do this. Mm-hmm. So right. when when Marvel and DC Comics when they when they put these comics out there, oftentimes what they did was they showed these superheroes or the people around them using technology that did not exist yet in the in the general population, but the science of it partly existed, and because people in the comic books saw the possibility of it, they changed their mindset to incorporate a view that some of these things can be. For instance, cell phones. So, you know, they had people using cell phones before cell phones came into existence. So, I mean, if if you looked at Star Trek, Mm -hmm. Star Trek had cell phones. You know, they didn't call them cell phones. (laughs) But that's basically what they were. Hmm. So if you if you wow. look at this thing, then mm-hmm. you, the eagle is talking about a scenario where you create reality by doing two things, convincing the politicians that it's going to be beneficial to them mm. and coming up with a media that allows you to, to export this idea of what that's going to look like out to people in such a way that it seems attractive. Give you an example, Wakanda. If you go mm-hmm. up to any black person who's seen that movie, the concept mm-hmm. of a black civilization that is separate from the world 
is appealing, and they believe it's possible just because of one movie. Now, you might say to yourself, well, that's fantasy. Well, no, it's not. Because if you think that the technology can't be derived and implemented to accomplish that, think again. You've got stealth airplanes that fly without being detected by radar. (laughs) Mm -hmm. We did not think that was possible. In the 1950s, the Congress did. Right. Congress had planes flying that could not be detected by radar. Wow. And so what was necessary was for people to believe it possible and to believe that it's going to be beneficial in order for the way to be paved so that the science could could have an event horizon that would change the reality of the world, the current world. And these things are always possible. What's not Hmm. possible is the foresight of the ego and planning it in such a way that people will allow it to come into existence. Wow. Wow. Well, as usual, you know, uh, the the 30 minutes, uh, you know, we're at the the 30-minute mark now, and uh, we could definitely easily, easily go into another 30 minutes. Uh, Always interesting, always high vibration, uh, you know, conversation. Definitely, if if you're open, if you're not, uh, it's not over your head if you're not ducking. And uh, so I definitely enjoying this. Um, in wrapping this conversation up about the Eagle, how can people get more information about you, about you Master Yao, you know, your books or, uh, you know, Grand Trine? Uh, so if they, they want to start learning this or they want to go down that path, can you give us uh, your websites? Well, the, the, the main website is Grand Trine. International. In other words, Grand Trine is spelled T R I N as in Nancy E. Grand Trine, and we just use the, the abbreviation I N T for international. So it's Grand Trine I N T dot com, and uh, you can go on there. You can hit the store tab for books. And a lot of this information on the ego is in the book, Awakening the Master Masculine, which, by the way, is uh, almost at the 100,000 level. In other words, out of 5 million books that are rated in terms of of popularity, uh, Awakening the Master Masculine is about 1,000 books away. In other words, 1,000 votes away from being at the 100, in other words, one of the 100,000 most popular books in the U.S. So the book is really doing well. Um, That's powerful. And, uh, so then you can also go on the site and you can tab uh, the home page and it tells you how to contact us. You can go to the uh, events calendar. And some of the events that we have going on now are the male semen retention class, uh, we have a Tier 2 Tantra class coming up in June, and it, and it mentions some other, uh, some other events and things that are happening in Grand Trine. They can contact Matthew Yao at The Grand Trine with the T-H-E in the front at mm-hmm. gmail.com, The Grand Trine at gmail.com. Okay. Well, congratulations on the developments as the, for the book, as it should be. That means that you're you're reaching people and getting some egos online um, and uh, definitely making the, the ripple effect 
influencing the influence and everything. So, again, congrats on that. And thank you again for being on the show. Excellent. Thank you. No question. No question. Always an honor. Well, again, family, we love you all, and uh, we want to thank you all also for tuning in. And, uh, again, you're listening to uh, Full Show Holistic Health on Blog Talk Radio. I'm your host, Shofar. My guest today was uh, Master Yao. And, uh, yo, stay up. Keep shining. Keep climbing. Peace. Motivation with Amazon Music. You're still in bed? Didn't you go running? Oh, I overslept. I'll go tomorrow. I'm getting in the shower. Alexa, set an alarm for 5 a.m. tomorrow to hard rock music. Okay, I'm up. The right song exactly when you need it. Amazon Music, the simplest way to listen to the music you love. New customers start your 30-day free trial at AmazonMusic.com. Renews automatically cancel anytime.